Hello, welcome to Impersonal Opinion, the podcast where we don't take our opinions personally. Um, today we're going to be talking about which causes more harm, science or religion? And this is something that came up earlier, um, and George and Trick were talking about it. And I'm not exactly sure how to go about this, so maybe I can turn it over to George and he can explain. Okay, um, yeah, we can, we can all agree that both science and religion have caused harm. I mean, like, the religious wars that have been um, fought, the... Um, the the scientific development of these weapons of mass destruction that led to Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So like, you know, and we both, I think, can agree that uh, both science and religion have caused good. And I think, you know, we might actually even be able to agree that science has caused far more good than religion, you know. But, but yeah, I think I would contend that based on our evidence, of the development of this modern age, while, while science is much more powerful in creating good for the world, I, I think it's also much more powerful than religion in, in actually having harmed the world. And, and especially now, um, especially like, for example, with climate change, you know, creating great harm for the world, much more so than, than religion has ever done or could potentially ever do. Well, here's a, I got a challenge for you, George. And this is going to challenge the whole premise of this podcast. If a terrorist uses a hydrogen bomb to kill a bunch of people in the name of religion, who do you blame, science or religion? Well, naturally, you blame both. But without the science, if you just had the religion, that, per that terrorist couldn't do much harm. So, like, so that's why I'm saying, like, you know, the, the, the science, you know, has far more potential to do far more harm. Well, let, let's, let's, I guess, put this in other terms. Um, imagine a world where science didn't exist, uh, that we, we never had science. Um, we'd basically be stuck in, I, I think, pretty much the Stone Age or, or something like that, or, or an age where we, we really don't, don't have much um, comfort or convenience or any or any of the, the positive things that that humanity currently has today i think i think it would just be a, a life struggle without science so i don't know if you could well, say Trick, I that agree with you i agree with you i mean science has created you know far far more good than religion has but well but I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying that like even the bombs and things like that that were created via science. I'm not, not, not even talking about religion here. Right now, I'm just talking about science. I'm saying if we didn't have science at all and none of those negative things that occurred due to the negatives of science, basically, um, I'd say our, our state right now would be way worse than it is. You know, it would be, hor it would be horrific, basically. Trick, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing science, with you. Science... I'm agreeing with you. Science has created so much good so much more good than religion. But again, we're, we're kind of like addressing the opposite thing. We're like, how much harm, you know, has it uh, created? And, you know, in other words, we're not like, uh, um, we're not uh, trying to arrive at a kind of like an equation, like in terms of like whether overall science has been more beneficial or, or less, but rather simply just comparing science to religion, not within the, the, the um, 
you know, the context of, of, of benefit, which I guess, you know, we can easily agree that science is far more beneficial, but within the context of harm, which, which, which has created more harm and which can potentially create more harm. I don't, I don't think you can, you can separate the two. Like, like, I think, I think if, if we said, oh, what if there was no such thing as religion in the world? Um, I don't think that would have the dire consequences that we, that we would have if we said, what if there was no such thing as science in the world? I agree um, with you. Okay, but, but, it, but, uh, but right, I'm saying that, today, that that's, a, example, that's important to our equation. <laughs> no, for example, in the world today, okay, you've got all these religions. Now, let's say there was no science at all, and you have all these religious groups. There's not much harm they can do to each other, like not even having developed you know, guns or, or anything like that. Sure, the, the, the science even like requires, uh, is required for developing like spears or at least, you know, like um, metal-based weapons. So, so my point is like, you know, what, what makes religion so harmful today is the science, is that the, the, they can have like, you know, access to yeah. biochemical, you know, means right. and all. And whereas like now without religion, Okay, let's say there's no religion at all, then you still have science that is like threatening um, human civilization. I mean, we are our whole our whole species could theoretically co go extinct because of climate change. I mean, this is major. Right. Yeah, and not to mention that religion itself isn't like the whole problem. Like, like for example, there's political movements. There's there's all these different different. Uh things that can cause somebody to use a nuclear bomb, for example. So it's not just, I, I don't think we, I think it's just bad thinking to begin with that is the problem. But I think, well, when, yeah, no, when actually, don't if, you have, wanted, if you wanted to add a third um, thing, you know, basically what's, what's far more harmful than religion is capitalism. You know, this, like, cause like, cause all these right. wars, the, the pretenses of their religion, but no, the underlying reasons are socioeconomic. Yeah. So, so, well, I, I'm sure they're going to get a lot of capitalists or, that are going to disagree with that. But yeah, I, I agree with you on that because I. Of course they will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you have you have all these these, I guess, bad thinking, and that is the, I think I, I think more of a problem than the science because that they're they're able to use the science to their advantage. Whereas the science itself is kind of benign until it's being used by somebody that has these, this type of thinking. So well, that's a that's a good distinction because science by itself doesn't really have any kind of prescriptions on what you should do. It just tells you what is. Whereas religions do tell you what you should do. It might say for you, you got to kill the homosexual. It might say, you know, you got to kill these kinds of people or those kinds of people. And so that's a huge distinction between science and, and religion. Religion prescribes things. Science doesn't really do that at all. Right. But if we could apply what Trick was just saying to both, you know, it's bad thinking that leads to like these religious, you know, prescriptions that, you know, only certain people can go to heaven all and, and equally as, you know, bad decisions or bad thinking leads to um, harmful applications of science. I, I agree with George on that. For example, in the, you know, the abuse of animals in science uh, throughout history is pretty bad. So, uh, you know, so but but again, this all goes it falls into bad thinking, though it's not necessarily religious thinking, though it could be religious thinking. You know, someone can think uh, uh, God made animals for their use or something like that. But 
Yeah. All right. So, so I, I agree with you, Trick. So I think, Larry, fundamental to most both the harm that religion and science causes is bad thinking. So like, I think we let's let's maybe segue to this kind of like exploration of what what do we mean? What what actually is bad thinking? Uh, ooh. Christianity, Islam, Judaism. No, 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 no. I'm not saying examples <laughs> of bad thinking, but you know, because I mean, we could say, hey, we could say, uh, you know, um, modern science. You know, <laughs> I can, right, again, but I can give you another example of bad thinking: Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, I think like by bad thinking, I think we're, we're specifically um, targeting the misuse of both science and religion based on things like, you know, the human characteristics, human failings like greed, selfishness, um, power hunger, the, these, these, these very negative character traits that, 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 um, that then compel us to behave in the, these harmful ways, both within religion and science. Yeah, yeah. Except, except science doesn't really have like a, a book that tells people other people are, are evil because they're not following your religion or something like that. Whereas, you know, religion obviously does. So so that's that's the difference there. Science, science is just all science is, is a methodology. It's like it's like saying mathematics is dangerous because we've created formulas that that create something that's bad or something. I don't yeah, know. But then then, but, then what, what what do you think is more dangerous? A system that's like non-moral, or I don't know if it's amoral is the right term, like science. Amoral, yeah. yeah. Right? You know, or a system that like uh, you know, at least attempts morality. Oh uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, well, yeah, because I, 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 I think science, you know, science to the extent, I mean, I, I personally believe, like, for example, science has certain standard, standards of ethics. And in psychology experiments, you can't just conduct these Mildrum-like experiments, you know, they, they have these standards and all. But I think, yes, I think oh, more fundamentally, science does not, you know, well, deal with that, ethics. Well, and that's that's scary. Who has ever killed someone in the name of science versus who has ever killed someone in the name of religion? What are you kidding? I mean, I can't cite science? a single example of someone who's killed in the name of science. Oh, what are you kidding? I mean, like the people, you know, people have been, I think, um, killed in order to like get their organs to study them. Animals, my God, they, they, like Trick was referring to this before. It's so horrible that just the experiments we conduct on animals, not even for a practical benefit, but simply to understand their workings in the name of science, the, the, the suffering, the torture that these animals have gone through. No anesthesia. My God, it, it, it's horrific. That's yeah, a good example of bad thinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, if we're, if we're going to compare the, well, I don't know. Yeah, they're pretty comparable. I don't know. Yeah, well, but, you know, uh, yeah, like I want to continue with, you know, the, as far as the animal suffering, the animal killing, when you look at it, there have been plenty of these animals killed in the name of both science and religion because – and that comes from, uh, I think, a root of bad thinking, you know, um, and – and, and Technically, more animals have been killed in the name of hunger. Than anything else. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's <laughs> hunger that causes more harm than, than science or religion. Yeah, but I don't know what people religion, do. I, yeah. And, anyway, that, this is why I think I think philosophy is is important. Is it, it's it, as important as science because, like I said, I don't think science really says anything about our ethics. Um, 
it, it has it has it, like I said, it plays a part of our ethics. Like we can we can understand certain consequential things via scientific understandings, but the base structure of ethics has to come has to proceed before we we have you know we do anything scientific. So we have to understand why it's bad to harm animals for certain things and, and things trick like that. that this you're right this is the this is the huge existential um challenge that our world faces now in other words like science advanced you know far more quickly and far more comprehensively than did our morality you know for example like we, yeah. we understood in the in the 70s this threat of climate change but where our morality is so unevolved that we didn't care so, so like, you know, in these following decades, I think you're right. I think like, you know, since science is more and more powerful in so many ways, I mean, you have yeah. these biochemical agents that could like create pandemics and stuff. It's really scary what, what could potentially happen. So, you know, that our, our world has to, I think, have to, um, you know, basically transition our, our focus, our resources, our understanding to developing, you know, the human beings, you know, uh, human beings who populate the world now and future generations to be far more ethical, you know, so, so that yeah. they can responsibly address what science, you know, has created and is capable of creating. Yeah, I think I think a good way to put it is our wisdom never is isn't keeping up with our technology. <laughs> so so we we have these technological advances where in the future we could have cars that fly that run on nuclear power that can be flown into a building. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but we don't have the wisdom to do the right thing necessarily. So that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so the, basically the problem is that um, science and uh, you could even say religion are, are maybe our tools in a way, but humans are too stupid to know what to do with them. Right. Well, and I, I think, think religion. Go ahead. Trey. Go ahead. I think religion is problematic for the most part, like, well, except for certain religions. The, uh, most of the religions that we have today are are negative. They're, they have too many problems inherent in, in the religion themselves that that cause these that allow people not to be logical. Basically, they they allow people not to come to a rational conclusion of what ethics means, um, and rather just say, "Oh, it's God's will" or something like that. So 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 it's that problem there. But yet we still have the technology that allows these people to be crazy with the technology if they wanted to. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing, uh, the exact same thing that like, you know, basically religion is preventing us <clears throat> from evolving a more pragmatic, more useful and more effective morality. <laughs> you know, like right. this, this, this logic, this religion, lo religious logic, for example, that some people are so evil that they deserve to suffer eternally. I mean, I can't think of a more hateful <laughs> belief. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So, so, oh, God. Yeah, I can't either. It it's, it seems to me that increasing the the ethics of people, having an ethical standard that improves the behavior of people and leads to overall happiness, is our main priority. Um, and it seems like that's something that pre it precedes um, uh, science or religion. Like that's most important because an ethical person would would only use um, science for good, it would seem. Right. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, we And like, yeah, I think, you know, so more fundamental than, than the science and religion is, you know, this, our, this system of, of ethics, our conscience, you know. And, well, interestingly, I mean, the way science is connected to this is when you think of so much of the harm we do to others, to the world, um, we do it in as immoral attempts to seek pleasure and happiness. You know, I think, you know, for example, like very happy people will be, would be far less likely to injure and torture and harm and threaten other individuals and animals than, than, um, than um, a more happy person. A more happy person, you know, they're, they're content. They don't need to kind of like um, rely on, um, on hurting others to derive their happiness. So, you know, I think one of the components of establishing a strong morality is to um, implement various, um, you know, new, new, um, new avenues, for example, like teaching happiness in schools, maybe a happiness pill or something to get people so happy that they no longer have to rely on these, these um, harmful methods of, of deriving their happiness that, you know, cause so much harm to others. Yeah, well, though, there's though a I lot think... of... Uh... Oh. Okay. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say there's a lot of uh, sociological data to show that once the standard of living in a, in a country goes up and, and government corruption goes down, uh, overall happiness certainly goes up and also religiosity and all of these archaic ways of thinking go down as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we do have some problems to contend with. For example, people abuse other creatures for the sake of humans, for example. So, so it's, a, it's a kind of a speciesist idea where they're saying, well, we don't really want to harm the animals, but uh, we have to do it for the sake of humans. So, so I, think, I think things get rationalized as well, um, which is kind of a problem because it, it's, it's hard to say, well... Should we be doing this or should we not be doing this? <laughs> well, that's actually another um, way, for example, that science um, informs the problem. Like most people don't realize that the uh, livestock industry contributes to at least about 20 uh, percent of, of greenhouse gases that, that cause climate change. So right. right right there, you have this 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 profoundly um, influential reason to to consume far fewer animals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and even in the Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Chandler. Yeah, everybody listening to this, watch Cowspiracy. Just got to mention that. <laughs> there was oh, I the yeah. one that told you about that movie? Yeah, or... I think you did, and I watched that. Yeah, it's a really good documentary. Guys, yeah. I got a and question. Even, even... Go ahead, Trick. Even when it comes to animal experimentation, I think I think we're building technologies nowadays that that most of that experimentation is unnecessary. Um, and I think that's just going to improve as time goes on. That's all I wanted to say. Go ahead, George. No, absolutely. All right. So, like, um, I, th I think, um, can we, um, and this I'm speculating some, I would imagine that there are like areas of our brain that deal with logic that, you know, to the extent they're working well, we become more logical, rational, whatever. And to the extent they're not, we become less so. And that we can somehow through various means enhance our um our logical rational abilities now my question is um do you guys know of any um correlate kind of brain regions and all 
that um, that relate to conscience, or, or is conscience so vastly dis- different in that it's a completely um, social construct? It's not. It's definitely not completely social because we know that uh, certain psychopaths or sociopaths have a, a condition where certain parts of their brain are being blocked, basically. <laughs> so, and, and and they they can get a microchip, basically, or this is um, something that's being worked on that that bypasses that part that that's causing the problematic part, basically. That it, it kind of fixes that, so they can empathize it again. Um, so, but, but I don't think we really have as of yet, the whole, uh, workings of what the neural structure is that, that causes empathy and things like that. It's, I mean, it's a, it t- takes the whole brain, but I, we, they do know that certain sociopaths and psychopaths that don't, that can't empathize actually have a brain condition, basically have actually have a part of the brain that isn't functioning properly. So, right. Cause here, I mean, like with climate change, um, about 60% of Americans deny that it's happening, deny that we're causing it and stuff. And, and anybody, you know, basically they just don't care enough to look at the evidence objectively enough to reach the right conclusions. You know, I think, you know, that's one way. So it's, it's kind of like a problem yeah. of conscience. It's not like they don't yeah. understand. They don't care to understand. It's, and, it's sociological too. Like, like if you look at... Um people in other cultures where they're basically, you know, they kill animal, they, they kill, they'll skin an animal while it's alive, but they're, but they were raised since day one to do this. And they don't think anything of it because of that. Their, their mind doesn't process, uh, doesn't, doesn't make the connection of the animal being skinned alive while, you know, so, 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 so basically they've created, created this block because that's how they were conditioned since, since a child. So, so I think I think it's a conditioning thing as well that, you know, we have to for empathy. Uh, we it has, it's a it's it's learned as well. People teach others why they have to empathize and things like that. And if it's not learned, if if people just um, are are so accustomed to it day in and day out to skinning an animal alive, then then it, it becomes something in their brain that. Is just a, a daily occurrence, and they don't think anything of it. So it's the same thing with with uh, climate change and things like that. People just are are accustomed to not thinking about these topics. They they just they don't care um, because they've they're 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 not they're not shown the results of it. I guess every day or anything like that. It's just something that they they can avoid and block out. Right. Well, that that invites the question. Um, like for example, with the the the. Uh, cultures that skin animals alive. Um, is that an example of, of a, a more biological, genetic um, conscience process that's being muted or, or distorted or destroyed by cultural conditioning? Um, I doubt it. I, I think if you took one of those people, you know, you, you, you adopted one, for example, from, from that culture and brought it into the U.S., uh, they would have the same thing that a normal kid has. Basically, uh, they don't want to see their dog get eaten. But no, the, uh, but that's what I'm saying, Trick. I'm saying pig, like the pig. The, okay. No, Trick. My question is more directly: is like the like if those um, people had not been conditioned to um, to or, or maybe maybe you were answering it. I'm not sure. If if those um, people had not been conditioned to be so callous toward those animals, uh, is our 
fundamental, you know, at birth without any conditioning um, state to to kind of like um, to express and experience a natural empathy that that would that would you know would naturally not want to do those things so that we have to be culturally you know either numbed from that or just you know changed in a way that we we therefore then do that harm well uh, sorry i was just going to say that i've heard of experiments done where they found that um very young children are actually um kind of empathetic so i, I think empathy is almost like the default position like um, yeah. like a bunch of guys watching another guy, you know, crash his nuts when he falls off a bike or something like that. You know, everyone kind of feels it. So that's good news. That yeah, that's 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 good to know because that that means like with what that says is like for example we have antidepressants that that you know help depressed people reach kind of like a a, a non-depressed state and all and they're very effective. They're incredibly effective. So imagine like. If we could locate these these you know empathy centers of the brain and all, and somehow like activate them, even in you know you know like hyperactivate them, whatever you know, to create a a, a species that's far more empathetic than 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 we experience today. You know, like but, goodness goodness pills. But um, but but saying that, I've also um, seen like little kids pull tails on cats and stuff like that. So I wonder. I think obviously there needs to be a few more studies done. I think. Right, because I think in those cases, like um, some some very young kids simply don't have the the understanding that they're causing harm to another animal. So that so that's that's based kind of like the, their mind isn't developed enough to to reach that that level of of, of working empathy. But you know, so so you're right. There has to be kind of like a development of that aspect too. Yeah, well, you know, guys, this is very interesting because, you know, when I was a young kid, I did some really awful things. Like, I like I chopped up this worm into, like, four pieces, and now it I... It probably I, didn't feel a thing. <laughs> what? It probably didn't feel a thing. I, I, I would hope <laughs> so because, you know, later on when I, when I thought about it, I'm like, man, I feel so bad about that. Like, man, why... Like, I wouldn't like it if someone chopped me up into four pieces, you know, like, you know, and I empathize with that worm and I feel it's, it's kind of weird. But, you know, I think what happens is that, um, yeah, when, when you're when you are a child, you do things often and you're not really thinking about everything you're doing. And then that's why everybody has regrets of stuff that they did when they were a young kid or when they were a teenager. And then 20 years down the road, they think, what was wrong with me? You know? Absolutely. So, so yeah. So again, like, um, and I guess, so we're, we're kind of like concluding that like, you know, Beneath the the harm that religion and science causes is this, this like this like you know imperfect human morality, and I'm wondering if we can kind of like get even deeper into that. What you know is it about happiness? Is it we're just not happy enough? Um, what what is like more fundamental to our development of, of uh, a stronger conscience? Yeah, well, again, if you have the empathy, for example, I think I think people might have cognitive cognitive dissonance over their religions for example because because some of the things in religion and that's and that's why when you when you actually read 
passages and say the Bible or the Quran to people that you know are those specific religions they do have often cognitive dissonance because their moral their their actual moral understandings conflict with the things that they're reading there so that's why they kind of a lot of times they'll try to work around it they'll try to make workarounds like oh it's not literal or you know they'll, they'll try to work around the things in the bible because they already have this um this ethical or moral understanding to begin with that that doesn't really work with their religion Chuck, i think you're right i think like you know religion today may be the the, the world's um chief um subverter of of a, of a higher morality you know because look people again people say well you know Slavery is in the Bible, so slavery is okay. Um, you know, eating animals is okay. I'm like, yeah, anything that's in the Bible is okay. And like, so that, you know, that creates huge problems. It's also one of right. the greatest uh, inhibitors of science. Because, I mean, look at the creationists. I mean, look at uh, a lot of the climate change deniers. Uh, a lot of them were also um, religious fundamentalists. You know, they think that mankind can't possibly change the climate because God is in control of all things. And right. for creationists, they're they're trying to hold back scientific research on a lot. Any, anything that conflicts with the Bible, pretty much is no for them. And so it's it undermines and, and slows the progress of science. Absolutely, and I, I wouldn't like you know I wouldn't completely um, disparage religion, for example, in the same way I wouldn't completely disparage philosophy because like just like for example, I think the 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 um, the most advanced philosophy. You know, as we were talking about in the last podcast, is the analytical philosophy, the philosophy that's not just based on, you know, what we want to be or things should be and all, but what makes sense. So, like, religion doesn't necessarily have to be harmful, but it, it certainly has to move away from this revelation prophecy based, um, you know, methodology for, for establishing their understanding to more of kind of like an ethical religion or a, a rational religion, you know, that. that you know, religion, I think, you know, in a very broad sense, was our first attempt to understand, you know, who we are, what, what, what is this reality, you know, yeah. and so like, even, even, in a, even an irrational religion doesn't necessarily have to be harmful. I mean, just, uh, for example, look at Jainism. Jainism is the least harmful religion I've ever seen. And, and I think, I think it's probably, uh, less harmful than people that aren't religious so i mean they, they don't even they don't even kill insects right <laughs> that's so, a good point yeah jainism is my favorite of the world religions just because yeah, the so, principle of nonviolence is just the main focus of it yeah the, the main problem is even even with jainism and religions like that is there there's they're still a lot of concepts in them that are very irrational and and when you have irrational beliefs uh it tends to translate into other problems in the world for example going against the science and things like that so absolutely yeah it, it what's interesting is that like take for example while while jainism will have elements of like reincarnation or reward or punishment which is still sort of free will belief based you know um, and so, therefore, it, it's it's messed up. 
the the good thing is that you wouldn't have a Jane a Jane terrorist who would kill scientists for teaching evolution or something like that. You know, you guys realize that, like, you know, the atheist movement is good because it's basically challenging all these irrational beliefs and all. But what we're doing, you know, our our movement, our mission to to move the world beyond this belief in free will is probably the, the strongest, most powerful means of, of moving people away from religion. You know, because like, you know, I've read various kinds of texts that that by religious people, by Jews and Christians that hold free will to be the foundation of their religion. You know, this this greatest gift of God and stuff. And, you know, naturally, yeah. it's, it's also like how they threaten people with hell and all. I and mean, without it, they couldn't. So like so this, you know, we're our work is like is that the um, the the center of, of, of this whole atheist um, movement to kind of like to um to move people toward a more rational-based uh, existence. Yeah, even though some people can be like a Calvinist, I guess, and, and still and not believe in free will yet. You know, no, but they're insane. In I mean, yeah, they're they're like you know, yeah, yeah, they don't believe <laughs> in free insane. will, but it's completely just. It's completely just for God to like decide yeah. beforehand. It's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> right, and what's weird about Calvinism though is that it. <laughs> Is that it? It almost requires uh, God to have free will. It's like otherwise, it it would just be completely an acausal event that causes each person to go to heaven or hell. You know, because you, by what system can it be justified without the notion of deserve, which requires free will belief? And it's man, it's missed. <laughs> God, we we should actually do a, a podcast, a free will podcast that like you know whether we want to kind of per, personify. Uh, reality or just see it as a kind of like um, a naturalistic phenomenon does the reality that controls everything did it ever can it ever does it have a free will you know and then like so how would how would that question of free will apply to like whatever is like controlling everything <laughs> yeah. so so to get back on topic what's worse religion or science I would say religion hands down yeah, religion. Yeah, I think so. Well, again, like if we want to be objective, not not, not what's worse per se, but what's what's created more, more harm. harm. I, I I would have to say it has to be science because again, without science, religion is is pretty much you know um, impotent to create major harm. But but science doesn't need religion at all to to create all the harm that it's created through the 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 weapons throughout all the wars and now climate change and all? Not you know, necessarily, I... George, because, I mean, look, it says in Christianity that, you know, you don't need to wash your hands. Now, imagine a principle like that inside a religion. Not washing your hands before you eat can lead to millions and millions of people suffering and dying uh, from disease. Now, all you need is just a, a psychological meme like that to be believed by millions and millions and millions of people. And that could cause tremendous amount of harm right there. You don't need weapons to cause harm. All you need is just uh, illogical and incorrect ways of thinking. Well, that's a good point. I think so. Maybe, you know, from that understanding, religion could theoretically be more harmful. For example, like the belief that like anybody who doesn't believe that what you believe is like so evil, they deserve to be killed or something that that could like extinct the the human race. 
but so maybe like rather than kind of like um, addressing the, the, the question um, theoretically or speculatively in terms of what might be possible, if we go back to the history of, you know, of our world till now, you know, which has been more harmful, um, religion or science? I think, you know, the evidence says, you know, that uh, science has been far more harmful. And, you know, you, we, can, we can even just like um, limit our uh, consideration to climate change and exclude everything else. But I, I think that, um, you know, if, if someone creates a new problem, they use science to do that. But science doesn't say that we need to create a nuclear bomb. But the religion would say, you know, use it to kill as many people as possible. Right. But we were talking about that before. In other words, like bad thinking or, you know, uh, our, our faulty uh basic character you know would could be easily applied to religion and and science so fundamentally the problem is like you know our greed selfishness callous, callousness and all but that you know that equally applies to both science and religion i, I, I don't care how it applies to science because there's nothing in science telling telling someone to behave in that way yeah. well no and, and that's the problem that's part of the problem is david in other words like you know, religion at least attempts a morality. You know, religion, you know, you got to realize before there were any like uh, civil governments that, that could really, um, you know, impose order, rule of law and all that stuff. All they had was science, you know, I, I mean, religion, you know, they, they had to they tried to scare people out into behaving well because that's all they could do. There was no police um, system, no criminal justice system. So like but the problem with science it's it's amoral. It doesn't consider morality, so that like a scientist will you know um, will without any moral qualms you know dissect a, a living being without any anesthesia you know and not even consider the morality of it. Yeah, I think we need a third alternative. We need something that's that's not immoral and not amoral, but very moral, where that seems to be a focus, because I do agree that that can be a weakness of science, even though at the same time, it, it, it's, it's all right if you have ethical scientists, but if you don't have ethical scientists, then then it can be pretty bad. So, Right, and again, I want to clarify, while I believe that the science is and has been far more harmful than religion, you know, I also agree that science has been far more helpful than religion. So it's, it's kind of like... I was just going to say, it sounds almost like you're making a case that, um, uh, that, that science is... Um, I don't, I'm just not understanding it, to be honest. I think if a scientist does something that's unethical, I don't think we need religion to say, you know, if, if I kill this person because I want to I want to test his organs or something, I don't think um, I, I don't think that's science. You know, that that's that's um, we, we don't need religion to tell us that that's wrong because we know that, you know, if we do that to someone else, then someone else may do it to us. I, right. No, absolutely. David. I agree with you. I agree yeah, with you. Makes yeah, sense. science, science is, uh, religion is absolutely not necessary to morality. I, I think right. maybe another, another way of understanding is, is like science is far more powerful, you know, in so many ways than religion. And its power can be used, you know, equally or, you know, hopefully not equally, but it can be used for good and, and harm. You know, I think so that's an start, understanding. The, Let's talk the about the future a little. Oh, I, I, I just wanted to ask one more. 
So what would be scientific about someone using science to do harmful things? David, say that again. What? What? Um, what uh, how can I put this? Um, it, what is it in science that would get someone to do something harmful? I mean, why would someone do something harmful based on anything scientific? Well, for example, um, oh, no, no, you're right. Science is a tool. You know, I think most fundamentally science is, is a tool just like religion. Religion is a tool for, for ascertaining truth as science. But just the way we humans have used religion and, and science, you know, it seems like as, as a tool for doing both good and harm, science is so much more powerful than religion. Yeah, I think I agree there, George, because, you know, yeah, basically science is a tool and it's more powerful for either good or evil than religion alone ever could be. I think a good way to look at it is if, if we're going to look at the future from, from today, the future, um, what either science can, can make our, our future a hell, basically, it, it could it could bring us back to the Stone Age, for example, or science could uh, bring us to some transhumanism type of uh, um, happiness, you know, you know, so, so science couldn't do both of those things. Religion, eh, it can't really do it either. It's just, it's just going to be, I think, negative, uh, a negative thing, to, but it's not, it, it, it definitely couldn't do the worst thing that science can do at, you know, which is, uh, uh, a nuclear war or something like that that knocks people down to uh, evolutionary uh, struggle again. So. Yeah, George, science... do you think that... Go ahead, quick question, George. Do you think that the good that has resulted from science in any way negates the bad, or do you think they, they both equally exist? Does one remove the other at all? Oh, no. The, the good, I think science has done far more good, hopefully, than, than it's, it's done bad. You know, um, I, I would I would tend to guess that um, science actually is indispensable. The, this, the quality of life we have now, it's all science. You know, our heating, right. our air conditioning. You know, my God. Yeah. Okay. Right. But, but so, my so point was that let let's say let's say science has done two hundred million units of good, and it did a hundred million units of bad. So when you remove everything, you still you're still left over with a hundred million units of good for science. Yeah, but, but, but let's Michael, say religion. Let's say religion did fifty million units of good and bad, and that subtracts itself. Overall, science still has a net positive. Well, but the problem is climate change. You know, while science has done you know again so much more good, hopefully than, than bad, it has the potential to to very within decades you know reverse that entire equation. You know, just wipe out you know. Per, theoretically, the, the the species. My God. Okay. Well, that wouldn't be a bad thing, but that's that's different. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of religions are obsessed with the end times, and some of them want to bring them about <laughs> through nuclear bombs. So that's, oh, that, that could be that could be a potential uh, challenger to climate change in terms of world destruction. Yeah, I'm, but I'm I mean, just, that, go ahead, I'm, just gonna say, I'm, I'm still confused. So. You know, science doesn't tell you to go out and build a nuclear bomb. I mean, you're right, David. David, we're just basically like religion and science are both tools. They're kind of like neutral in in their most um, general objective. It's the way we use them that um, that renders them either harmful or helpful. And so, like, 
So, you know, um, science is so much... Go ahead. I, I, I don't get how religion is, uh, is the same as, as um, science, because religion tells you what to do. Right, and actually that's, that's one way that, that uh, religion is superior to science, because at least sci um, religion makes an attempt at morality, whereas, whereas science makes no attempt. See, I'd rather have no attempt than, than a bad attempt, because <laughs> I think most real, or the, the, the religions, the two main religions that we have today, the, the largest ones are the ones that I think are the most morally inept. So I think that's, that's the problem with them. Well, I don't know, because like, you know, like a lot of times religion is blamed for, for um, huge problems that are actually socioeconomic. In other words, like the, the people who, who will rally the, these terrorists to, to jihad, you know, their underlying reason very often is not about, they could care less about the religion. They just want more land or more resources for themselves. It, you know, I think, so much of this is economic. Mm, I, think Georgia better, I think Georgia, a better debate would be what has done more harm for the world, capitalism or religion? Well, capitalism, I think, yeah, I think easily. But, capitalism. But I think then you you would at least be comparing apples to apples, because I think comparing science to religion is comparing apples to oranges. They're just two yeah. totally different things. Well, yeah, they're, I, they're, they're, they're I, I was, like, was going to ask that. Yeah. No, they're different, but again, we're just limiting to this to the what what has the potential yeah, it, to create more harm. Yeah, it's not really anything like there's nothing to really compare. But but yeah, we just. We're just going off on the two different things there. Yeah, I I th so I many good ideas for future episodes contained in what we've said here. Well, write I them down so we don't forget. Good thing is it's all recorded. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could That's talk about capitalism at, at some point because uh, I've had a little discussion on Facebook recently. Uh, you know, people thinking that I'm uh, talking about Marxism or something like that. And, and when I'm just basically addressing like a, a realistic or I'm sorry, a idealistic world where people are rational, I think in a, in a world where with, that we have today where people are not rational, I think we need some kind of capitalism. But that's a different discussion, I think. I know. So we should probably move that to a different. Uh, yeah. Podcast. And uh, but no trick. The, the capitalism question is 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 powerfully connected to the free will issue, because, like, right. for example, it's the free will belief that has the rich, first of all, blame the poor for being poor and justify yeah. not helping them, and then justify their being able to like, you know, have, for example, one-tenth of 1% 1 of the population, you know, owns more yeah. than 50%. So like, yeah, the, the free will belief exactly. is, is, is the foundation of so much economic disparity. I agree. I absolutely agree. So that's another discussion, but... Uh... Yeah, I guess it's getting time to where we should end this episode, but this has been great, guys. So was there anything else anyone needed to say or? No, just that science is important. We have to keep science. And since we have to keep science, uh, we need to be rational. <laughs> we need to uh, have ethics and um, we don't necessarily need religion anymore. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think the world can do just fine without religion, especially the like the traditional organized type of religion. But a society without science is essentially going to be either stagnant or regressive. I think we're agreed there. So um, should I end this one then? Or yeah. yeah, that's all right. Okay. 
You've been listening to Impersonal Opinion, the podcast where we don't take our opinions personally, and we've been talking about the good and the bad and the ugly of science and religion and free will belief and capitalism and all that fun stuff. So um, I'm sure you're going to disagree with us on something we said. Um, Thank you for listening, and goodbye.